You're listening to In The Lead, the podcast for real estate pros looking to grow their business. Whether you're new to the business or a seasoned pro, we come to you each week with the latest technology and online strategies to help you sell more, work less, and make a difference in your community through your real estate business. This show is brought to you by Easy Agent Pro, creators of Lead Sites, the ultimate lead generation website for agents. For show notes and links, check out EasyAgentPro slash podcast. Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning, EA peers, wherever you guys are at, you are listening to the In The Lead podcast, and we have a very special guest today that we'll start off with and make him unmute himself right away. We have Chris Tenowitz, one of the support specialists, uh, life coach, everything you can think of. He is one of our EAP gurus, so he's sitting in with us because we have a special uh, podcast episode. How are you doing, Chris? How's everybody doing out there? Doing well today. Thank Excellent. you very much, Chris. So excited to have yeah, you. Yeah, it's good to be here. The legend. So we're going to make sure that it's super confusing for you guys because there's two Chris's, the host and Chris 2.0. So it'll be really fun to try and talk about that today. We also have sitting in, you already heard their voices. We've got Kelvin sitting in with us, the marketing guru. How are you doing today? Doing good, man. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Nice hat. You're inside. Thanks, He's got buddy. got a hat on. He's wearing a hat <laughs> inside. So that's happening. And then you heard the laugh from Mr. Robert. How are you doing today? Hey, guys. Glad to be here. Yeah, he always is. How are you feeling, by the way? I heard you got sick. We kind of yeah. made fun of you on the last podcast. I think Kelvin had a little Dude, bit of it, too. We're I like, did, man. You got to watch out in those New York airports. There's there's too much going on. Yeah. Is that what it was? That's, that's my guess. Unless Probably, man. <laughs> Someone was hacking up a lung so? on the plane. On no the way. plane, the steel tube in the sky. No way it was <laughs> the ramen. <laughs> and then we have somebody waiting, itching. I can see him bouncing in his chair. He wants to talk so bad. We've got Tyler. <laughs> as well. Hey, thanks for <laughs> stopping by the show, guys. <laughs> With that said, um, we're just going to jump right into it today. We only had one decent question, and that's good anyways, because this is a very special podcast episode about Inman. Uh, Beatzilla had one question. It's very vague, but I figured we'd still kind of dive into it. Tyler already put in his two cents before we started recording. Um, Kathy Hughes said, hi there. I'd like to know more about creating eBooks. Um, thanks. So that's the question. If you guys want to dive in, Tyler, go ahead and talk <laughs> since you said, uh, don't. So I'm curious what, what you, what you have to say. about Yeah. That. Well, I, I think we, we had a podcast. You should go check out Onion Juice. It's another real estate podcast. Um, we actually sponsored them. And I was on that show yesterday talking with, uh, Neil about Facebook ads. And one of the interesting things is that I think a lot of agents, try to do Facebook ads. They try to do a lot of things. Um, and instead of focusing on one way to be successful with it, they, they try like the newest thing they heard um, that they should be doing. So eBooks are a great way to get emails. They're also a great way to get leads, um, but they're not the only way. So I would go out there, watch one of our case studies on a way that you were able to generate leads and copy one of those. Uh, if you want to make eBooks, just, you know, open up PowerPoint and uh, make them a way. But in terms of like the first thing you should be doing with Facebook ads, I really don't think that's the case. Fantastic. Uh, Kelvin, you want to chime in on that? I know that you're an eBook master. You actually created a Facebook eBook. Yeah, the Facebook eBook was just over like 40 pages. So I, I agree with the strategy on Tyler. If you are going to make an ebook, um, if you have a Mac, Keynote is amazing. If you're on Windows, then 
you know, you can do a PowerPoint, save it as a PDF or Google Slides. Um, and then like Karen actually chimed in on the, the post there, you can go to Canva and create the cover of your ebook and you're good to go. But I agree with Tyler, actually, I don't think ebooks would be the first thing you should be doing if that's for your, your ad strategy. If you've got a fairly diverse ad strategy and you want to implement something else to kind of round it out, then by all means, try ebooks because it worked really well for us getting people into the newsletter um, and helping us convert people in the long run down the line. But there are other strategies that are going to be more effective for the short term. Yeah, just it really important to note that they like an ebook has a, attracts a specific type of lead. And it's not a lead that you know is exactly looking to buy a house right now. Uh it's probably more likely someone in the future and someone that's just kind of saw something on Facebook. You it's a good way to introduce yourself to 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 them and them to your brand. So, I think it's just important to kind of have your expectations set uh, for the right outcome when you're when you're going to go create an ebook because it's not necessarily going to get you a bunch of hot buyers like say like a foreclosure list ad or or something like that that we've been seeing have a lot of success lately it's it's probably going to be someone who you're going to add to the CR, your CRM and be able to kind of nurture over the next one to two years until the time is right and they they may or may not remember you yeah it's all about those expectations you have from the the campaign like Robert said so if you're it, I would ask like how you make it, like you make it with PowerPoint, but you should really check yourself and figure out what you're trying to get from this so that you don't get upset at the ebook marketing angle when you get the results that you get, right? Um, because it's it's part of a healthy funnel. So you got to start thinking of your business as a funnel and every strategy you hear when we just went to Inman there, you heard like 30 strategies. Um, every strategy you hear works. Every strategy you hear can be put into your business. Um, you just got to think of your business as like like the Parthenon. I think Tony Ooh, Robbins like made that. that example once or something where you have like yeah. 30 to 60 columns and each of those columns is a strategy. Ebooks can be one of those strategies. I probably wouldn't lead with it if you're new to Facebook ads. I think that's fantastic advice. Well, let me ask you this since you guys, since we're on the, on the, on the subject, what type of content would you add into an ebook? What would be like a decent ebook strategy or idea? So one thing I actually posted on there was a link to the free uh, ebook that we offer a lot of lead site users, and that's basically something geared toward geared towards sellers. Um, and that's actually had some some success. It's been up and down for some agents depending on what their market is, but it's actually done really well at actually getting people some contact information. So I, I think you can do something specifically for sellers. I think you can do something more local. It's it's I would even equate it to something like what Chase Binney did with Kelvin. You you've run a lot of ads now with us, right? Yeah, yeah. What are the two things that matter most when with all of our ads? We've ran like 5,000 ads. What are the, the two angle things? The angle and... And the yeah. audience. Lookalikes. So like who are you running it to and what's the angle on the content? Um, and you've got to match those two things up because they – like we've run, we've run ebooks to the wrong audience and got – was it $14 leads for that one, yes. Kelvin? $14, 14 emails, right? And then we changed the audience for that and we got $3 leads the next day. So the you've got to find the angle and then match it to your audience. And then instead of trying to use ebooks to attract leads, why don't you use them to build value with your current leads? Like, you know, someone signs up to your site and you're trying to convince them that you're an expert, that you know what you're doing. What better way is there than sending them a bunch of well-made resources, right? Exactly. To that's, that's what I was thinking about was, uh, you know, maybe in the middle or towards the bottom of the funnel. This is more of an educational resource than actually a way to generate a lead, right? Um, I know like 
working in support, and I'm sure Chris can can attest to this as well. Uh, that ebook about Facebook that Kelvin created. I mean, I use that now as a resource more than anything because people are always asking us questions about how to run an advertisement properly on Facebook. And that's what we use it for. Hey, check this ebook out. This is going to help you with a step-by-step guide on how to advertise properly on Facebook. Yeah. And to Tyler's point, um, audiences are extremely important. So what you could do is actually, I think Tyler talked a lot about creating lookalike audiences on the last podcast is you could do something like export all the contacts you have in your CRM and upload that to Facebook and create a lookalike audience and create an ebook ad or any other ad basically for those specific people. Right. And so we talked about the angle in the audience. So let's say you do what Kelvin just said about the lookalike audience of people that have already done business with you. And then since you've already done business with those people, you know the questions they have about buying and selling the house. So when it comes to making that ebook, make it about the five questions that you're always asked by everyone, your buyers, and then run that tested angle against that tested audience. And you'll probably get pretty good results with it. Boom. Yeah. I think that was it. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean, to, didn't mean to cut no, you off. Don't apologize. But don't apologize. I think, so you always have to look at marketing as a long-term activity. It's not like, am I going to make an ebook today that's just going to set me for life and I can just keep sharing with people? It's not really how it is. If you like making ebooks and you can make good ebooks, then you should look at it as a long-term value add. So if one ebook is worth five points... What happens when you have 20 ebooks put it together on a resource page? You now have 100 points on one page and it's something more, way more attractive. You don't have so much pressure for one ebook to perform, but it's something like we found successful with Easy Agent Pro is to create an ebooks page and then have all the ebooks on one page. So now it went from being an ebook to being a resources page where an you e library. Right? And now you have a bunch of different stuff to share. You can say which then in addition to getting you those paid leads, it gets you like organic people and builds trust and flushes out that middle of the funnel like we started the whole conversation and chances are someone who wants to download one ebook wouldn't mind expanding and getting a second one you know they're like well i actually have questions about selling too i have questions about uh, increasing my home's value i have questions about this which is the problem all agents think of them as buyers and sellers but like the real like truth of that is everyone when they're selling is also a buyer yep and trying to imp- and a home improvement person because they're trying to increase the value of their home and, and do all kinds of stuff. They're juggling a lot of stuff, and there's a lot. I think we, we overestimate how much the average person knows about everything. So there's like you can be really thorough on some stuff and actually provide a meaningful input for them on their journey. And there's also the to what Robert was saying about marketing. It's that. I think it was four podcasts ago where we talked about marketing versus sales. And so ebooks is probably one of those tactics that fits, like if you have a spectrum there from left to right, um, it's probably sitting a little bit closer to marketing than it is to sales. So you're getting people into an email list that you can then upload into BombBomb or MailChimp or Contactually or um, all these different CRMs and email providers. And then you can send them an email every week with updates on the market, with updates on what you're doing to to help your community with interesting stuff and then convert them down the line. It's it's a bit closer to marketing than it is to full-fledged sales, but you need it because like Robert was saying with that library page, it helps convert the sales-worthy leads. It helps build that trust easier. Boom. Well, hot diggity dang. Awesome. I feel like that was a 101 crash course into ebooks and the do's and don'ts and how valuable they are. So that's fantastic. Um, hopefully we ha- answered your question, Kathy. Um, now I just want to get I want to get into it 
you guys were at Inman. I'm still super bitter about it. I'm sure you guys heard me getting pissed off and mad last podcast. Um, let's talk about it. I want to know right up front, specifically uh, when you guys were there, what did, what did you expect? Like, Kelvin, what did you expect when you got there? What was, what was the thing that you were really thinking was going to happen when you got there? You know, I don't know. It was like 12 hours of travel. So I yeah, was thanks, pretty exhausted Tyler. when I got there. <laughs> <laughs> it was for the video. I'm sorry. Me. I had to give him some – I had to do that. I wasn't sure actually. I was really, really excited. Um, we got – there was an app that we basically started um, posting to that Inmin gave us. Um, so we were already yeah, trying to interact with people. Yeah, you guys dominated that. That was really <laughs> – Yeah, we were, we were I... doing everything we could to get ourselves – pushed up the list on the app there but uh we were trying to engage with people right out of the door so i really wasn't sure what to expect when we first landed that's fantastic what about you tyler um you know you i i remember vaguely having several conversations with you that you were a little hesitant to be doing this to be putting eap out there at inman um why why was that and you know why did you change so it goes back to my core belief which is focus um i talk about it probably way too much but we like to focus uneasy agent pro like one thing at a time and i the thing that you can get really really screwed up with in your business is trying to do too much at once and not actually doing things effectively and so for us we were so focused on building these internal systems and these internal um these flow throughs and checks and processes um chris, and then chris tracking can attest with to our, that for sure right chris? yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah, with our ads and everything that this was a little bit of um a breather or a distraction from us, but it ended up being a, a pretty positive one. Um, we found it very useful taking over the hashtags on Twitter, taking over the um, Inman app with a lot of comments and uploads. We we set up some Facebook ads, geo-targeting people at the conference who are real estate agents in that half mile radius, um, generated some leads that way. And it, it was it was an interesting experience. But if you're if you're an agent sitting there wondering, should I go to Inman? Should I not? I think the first question you have to answer is, uh, what are you what's what's your goal? And what are you doing to get there? Because going to this conference is just going to give you like 30 ideas of things to implement. And if you don't have that clear in your head before you go there, you're going to leave and just like be moving in a million directions, but not actually moving forward in your business. Speaking of goals, uh, Robert, did you have any goals when you got there? Or did you just land there on a whim and just kind of let the week take you guys? No, so my my attitude is we're you know we're an internet based company we do everything on the internet so getting to hang out with a thousand plus agents in one room was just the coolest thing ever as a as a marketer you make assumptions and this is important in real estate too you 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 know you put a buyer or seller tag on every single person you meet and try to see where they fit and you know they're not leads they're people um so when you get to actually like consider like, you know, you get to see what agents are actually saying, how they respond to topics. It was just like a giant data center for me. You know, I was just like kind of in awe at some of the, I don't know, some of the talks were pretty like, like baby marketing. Like there's like a concept that they dragged on for 20 minutes, you know, like be authentic and like all this kind of stuff. And it's just really interesting to see kind of where everyone's at in their, in their marketing process. And literally like when, when, you know, like Calvin puts a camera in their face, like, what did you enjoy? Um, it's, it's pretty awesome to just see like that much feedback in one room so fast. And, um, right. 
and that goes for competitors that goes for other people in the sp- other tech companies in the space. You know, we got to hang out with some, some big data guys. You got to see Matterport's full 3d camera. So it's really cool to How just was kind that? Of, How was the 3d camera? Pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. It's like Google cardboard meets Matterport. So you can okay. like, you can move your head around in it and kind of, I think uh, we had a, that was one of our hot topics of the, the trip. <laughs> basically, do you think, 3D video is going to take over. Will it be well, on let's IDX? Let's talk about that. Why don't we talk about that? Let's talk about 3D video. That was something that I kind of prepped when we first... My idea was when I found out about Inman, what, four months ago, one of the podcast topics that I was setting up for was 3D video. Huge thing, right? It's a big deal. Um, what do you think about it? I'm curious. I think 3D video, I don't think it's there yet. I'll say, I'll start with that. But I th- I see it as becoming... Um, just another thing to add value to an IDX listing. Right now, you standard IDX, you go on there, you have a carousel of seven images that the, that are probably some are professionally taken, some you can tell are just with a you know kind of run in the mill camera, and someone went in there and shot some pictures. And I think um, like when like my theory is that you can actually get better leads if you give them more information. So if you're more forthcoming about things and someone can actually go tour a house and find the thing that they don't like, you know, I hate these blinds everywhere. I hate how this whole thing is set up. I hate this and that. Then I think it saves an agent a trip out to a house and it helps them when they actually do go visit one, probably be more accurate with uh, their search. Absolutely. And what, I mean, Aside from Chris, I guess the five, the four of us we're all huge gamers, so we're pretty familiar with uh, you know 3D gaming and and the 3D technology incorporated in there. Kelvin actually got to meet a dude who worked on Destiny. Yeah, you he's saw that in the video. He's had his experience working in the gaming industry. He's ha- you know he's able to correlate 3D 3D virtual reality with with gaming and now real estate. So I'm really curious what you think about it as well. What makes 3D such a hot topic? If uh, I th- I mean, Robert, I kind of agree with Robert. I don't think the technology is there yet. So why is this such a hot topic all of a sudden? I don't think it's there yet either. I, I really think it's because of the potential that it has. I think there's a huge amount of potential in 3D. It's, the, it's really not evolved to the point where it needs to be yet. And so that's why we were actually talking about drone video as well. I think drone video is currently going to be uh, one of the dominant forms of media for real estate and will be so until 3D gets to where it needs to be. And then the two of them together will just be um, the main influencing factor for narrowing in on, you know, a higher quality of lead and a higher quality of buyer. Um, and that was basically a lot of the argument that we had when we were out there. All right. Yeah. Very cool. Tyler, what did you think about the 3d video? Did you get an opportunity to check it out? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Google maps, right? It does exist like Google maps, street view. That's, that's <laughs> where it's at right now. And how useful is that? Like, Such oh, it's not, it's, man. It's, no, but seriously, go. it's not, it's not, that's that's it. That's that's 3D technology that you can walk up to a house on the street. And is it useful? Does it help you? Yeah, a little bit. Um, is it there yet? No. So um, right now, drones, 3D, you name it, it's a great marketing tool to get more listings. And that's about where it will probably stop until this stuff gets more widely adapted Um and in its current state and form, will it help you sell homes faster and for more money? Maybe. I don't think about for well, high I listings. Say for more money. I would say it helped sell faster. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And that's the that's the argument that has to play out in real life right. um, in order for it to be fully adopted. But right now, if you're a listing agent and you don't buy like a $350 Phantom drone and incorporate that into your videos. Okay, so with of, that said, kind of, we're talking about 3D footage. We're talking no. about drones. Um 
I want to know more about the drone footage that you guys shot. I want to know, you know, how difficult it was to actually fly a drone in between a bunch of buildings. And, and, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to mess around with a drone, and I'm sure a lot of agents haven't had the opportunity to. So what do you guys think about the drone footage and all that? It's surprisingly easy, actually. Um, it's, it gets a little harder when, so when, you, when you're returning the drone home, it starts beeping. So I got a little panicked when Tyler started freaking out because my phone's <laughs> beeping when the drone's returning. Yeah, He's like, Kelvin, shut that off. Shut it off. And I was like, guys, I can't. The drone's, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the video going up today actually has more drone footage, which is really, really cool. Um, one of our clients, actually Kai, was there with us when we were flying the drone. So that oh, was a really? lot of fun. Oh, really? Fantastic. And Tyler... What do you think for agents, Kelvin? What would you do if you were an agent trying to grow your business with I a drone? I would definitely get a drone. I Especially if you can get one like you did. You got the refurbished one for only 350 bucks. That's a great deal. Especially because I know people in town. Yeah, that's the Phantom 3 standard. It's 350 bucks right now on DGI. Um, it basically has a 2.7K camera, which is better than HD. And... Um, you can you can with that you can fly in most cities legally um and get image is some cities you need to get a license but that license is only a hundred bucks or so and it's like couple couple questions you have to answer um so in terms of like what you can do with a drone to increase the value for a seller to get a listing it's pretty reasonable right now for under let's say 750 bucks to get a great drone to add and make better videos to get a listing yeah i completely agree and new models are being released this year and the price of previous generation drones are going to continue to drop right um and the market for for I mean, there's a lot of agents even here in Albuquerque that use, there's only like three people that offer drone services and it's very expensive. And I think- How much on average are you talking? Do you, have you looked up the prices by chance? Yeah. So my uh, my mom and my grandmother are both agents here in Albuquerque and my grandmother has used somebody and it was about 400 bucks for him to actually go do drone footage, edit it together, um, and then also do some footage of the house inside as well and then get it to her. And you could- you could cut that expense off right away by getting a drone. Your first, the first house you do that with, you're going to completely get your money back. back. Right. Interesting. Very, very cool. Yeah. Well, the thing with it too, you know, and, and Tyler's right. Like how, how would you optimize it? And, you, and so it seems like it would be a really good investment for an individual to purchase a drone because it's cheap. Um, what are some of the cons with it though? I'm curious if there is any problems with it. Uh, battery life seems to be one, right? <laughs> um, I mean, not for fly, not forget. I mean, it, they have 25 minute battery life. That's that's good enough to get footage right. for a house. Like you probably you probably need 10 seconds yeah, of drone exactly. footage for a it house. Took a video. couple. You can only take it on like two or three minute flights, anyways. Really. Right. It's like, but you guys were doing. You were at the drone racing league. You guys weren't at Inman. Kellen was flying. You guys were his pit crew. You guys were making it happen. I know. What you guys were really doing. <laughs> I almost got my finger chopped off. Yeah. Don't ever touch a propeller. I was really I, scared, man. Did you really? Dude. I well, legit, I, we couldn't get the stabilizer to work. So I was like, I'll just hold it off this ledge. And then, uh, he took it off. <laughs> and it just bit, it off. Bit my fi- <laughs> I, I legit thought my finger was going to fall off. I've never, I, it hurts so bad and no blood though. So at least they're safe. <laughs> the fact, <laughs> safe my, as can be. My fa- I don't know if I was Kelvin, I, there would be something in my pants when you said, I'll just hold this over the ledge. Like it's just going to fly itself. I I don't know, man. It's cool. The drone footage is really cool. Let's get back to Inman. Let's talk. Let's talk about Inman more. Um, was there any cons about the uh, conference that you thought? You know, maybe this might not be a good investment for agents. Maybe this might not be a good investment for people who are using, you know, websites and stuff like that. I mean, not necessarily a bad thing. The conference. There was a lot of really good things. I just wish there would have been a little bit more 
uh, some more actionable takeaways for agents. I think they all really enjoyed a lot of the a lot of the talks that that were there, but I just I felt like there wasn't enough actionable takeaway uh, for agents. Yeah, there wasn't meat. It was a lot of a lot of um, philosophy, yeah. which we try to get we got away from. Um, in our videos and our blogs, we, we try to really sink our teeth into actionable things that you can improve in your business today. And I think that's what was a little bit missing from several of the presentations. Uh, so if, you, if you're thinking of going there, uh, I think you just got to figure out why. If it's networking, then it might be worth it to like brush shoulders with one person in each state and grow your referral market. <laughs> We just had a NASCAR drive through the. Uh, uh, oh yeah, I just yeah. That was, that was me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, speaking of presentations, was there one that really stood out to you guys that you really really enjoyed, or even hated? Was there one that you had to walk out five minutes into it and couldn't handle it? I think we all liked Frederick's presentation a lot. That was one of my. He was one of my favorites. And what was um, what was the presentation about? Just his whole story, and it was just enjoyable to see how comfortable he was up on stage, giving the entire recap of how he made it into real estate and starting his show Million Dollar Listing and what grew his business and um, all the basically all the challenges that he's had to overcome since then. So it was really cool listening to him talk. I really enjoyed that. It's very authentic talk, very real. Sometimes uh, you you listen to people and it's how like, all the success and none of the pain to get there and that's just not life that's not real life that's not how business works that's not how marketing works you're gonna you're gonna have dud cam- we had a campaign while we were at inman that was getting 65 dollar leads and it's not gonna ever roi for us right like we fail um we fail all the was time that the one that ads. was on the we video by chance with our blogs no, no, that was a okay. different one. I can I can look it up while someone else is talking. But um, we we learned from it. We learned three key takeaways from it, and then like literally yesterday or a couple days ago, we launched another campaign um, on Facebook, and it's literally getting us six dollar leads with the same wow. angle, right? So we 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 drink our own medicine. Um, we iterate on this stuff, and that's how we get awesome. better. That's fantastic. All right, so Inman seems like it was mostly a success. Um, you know, uh, with that said, I hope everybody can see the videos. Uh, I will be more than happy to link them at the bottom of the podcast. Um, I want to talk about after hours. It looks like you guys had a fantastic time uh, bowling with, uh, was it HubSpot or BombBomb? That was BombBomb Bomb Bomb. and Boomtown. Okay. So you guys partied pretty hard with BombBomb Bomb and Boomtown, huh? How was that? Robert, you want to take this one? Yeah, take it. Uh, <laughs> Robert's the one who really wanted to go. I, I'm having the assumption. Oh uh, no, we just had a we had a good time. Uh, we were just we were hanging out with some like big data guys. You're just again hanging out with like vendors and people that are there, and it's, it's just really cool to to meet those guys in person and, and kind of see you know like we're hanging out with like when else are you hanging out with someone who's built a chat bot that does smart IDX selection with at bomb bombs party at boomtown party and and then with a bunch of other agents so it was pretty pretty dang cool to kind of go check it out they throw a good party so that was fun <laughs> just uh hanging out with a bunch of agents and just like you know like seeing it's really cool because everyone has their big concept to how they're going to change the industry and that's what i find the most interesting because you get to see all this stuff that's in its infancy that is probably going to be here, you know, one year from now, two years, five years, and it'll be more relevant. But there's, it's like the birth of it. And um, drinking beers and eating eating pizza with those guys is pretty fun. Fantastic. And I also heard that uh, you guys ate pho with Chris, our support agent. Yes, we all met up. <laughs> we had some delightful pho. 
uh, over in Manhattan in Hell's Kitchen. It was absolutely wonderful. Hell's Kitchen, the yeah. Gordon Ramsay's place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ty That's was exactly what Ty that said. Hell's man. Kitchen was started by Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Isn't that like? Doesn't he have a thing in Vegas? I, we should get him on the show. He has a show, he has a show. He has a show called. Yeah. No, I'm like 90% sure that he has his own. Like one of his restaurants is called Hell's Kitchen. I'm like 90% sure. I would believe Call that. Me. <laughs> I, I, believe I that. can't imagine the food is that good at a place called yeah. Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> the pho yeah, was, was good. It was. Uh, good. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the pho was fantastic. The the company was fantastic. It was really great to get up, to meet up with the guys and get some FaceTime in. So, uh, yeah, you that, had never met Chris. You with, had never met Tyler, right? Yeah. Pretty, like, yes. You, you thought, you thought he was a myth, like yes. everybody else. Yeah, a little, uh, little. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, I thought Tyler was maybe a hologram or an avatar. <laughs> or that, a little inside lost. baseball for you guys. We we work uh, remotely, you know, so sometimes um, we don't get to see each other for long periods of time. So it was really great to uh, to get that in. Yeah, definitely. And, and Chris was out there in New York recording an album with his yes, band. Yes, uh, so in pretty, my pretty in my non support life, I'm a I'm a real rocker. So uh, I was <laughs> I was out in New York living my other life. At the time. You get to chat with a rock yeah, star, exactly. nine to five, Monday through Friday. <laughs> Only then. That's right. So a lot of people in support. Where's Chris at? Where's Chris at? And I'd tell them, and they they would lose their mind. They thought that it was the coolest thing. Oh wow! Uh, well, they all probably <laughs> had my cell phone number, so they could have called me. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. nice. Well, they didn't. Autographs, if you guys want them, <laughs> just just let us know. Um, with that said, it sounds like Inman was a huge success. Uh, what about, um, you know, Robert or Tyler did, was there a specific takeaway that you got from this, a specific, uh, presentation that really grabbed you guys and made you want to either rethink about anything or, you know, uh, you, you know, like nothing like just explode your mind, but like when, when you're seeing top agents talk about what they do and simplify it, it like, it's, I mean, it's just awesome. There's like, there's like no really secret sauce. These guys are dedicated. They follow their marketing plan and they do it on a daily basis every day, no matter what. Um, Mike Mayer Meyer was one of my favorite talks. And his, um, his basic thing was like, you got to incorporate your, your family into your, into your business. So instead of like just being one of those agents that posts every new listing on Facebook and that's what your Facebook consists of, you have to find the balance between inserting like, Hey, this is my dog. I'm out here sitting here on, you know, at this lake in this neighborhood. We know everything about it. That's why, I mean, we live here, like call us if you're looking to move here. And he like, he just so like simply just inserts like, you know, personality and authenticity into his into his Facebook and because of it just gets all these referrals for random reasons and he doesn't even know why. So like he's telling you like, you know, make a, make a catchy title, use a a personal image and like write a nice post and which isn't like, like that's just not gonna, you're not gonna go like write that down and be like, Oh man, I learned so much. But when you get to see it in action and see his post and he's like, check this out. Like this is, I literally sold a house from this post and they're, they're not like, you know, get the seller guide to getting to, you know, like, it's just not these like crazy things. It's a lot more simple. Um, and sometimes as marketers, we kind of complicate those things. Well, that's our job, right? <laughs> and that's the beauty of living in 20. That's the beauty of living in 2017 is that you have podcasts, you have YouTube videos, and you have successful people doing those things. So if you were living like even five years ago, this didn't exist. Um, all these media empires have been sort of crushed by the people just having cameras by themselves. We have a drone flying over, you know, areas that before 
those were invented three, four years ago, it would have cost like ten to thousand of dollars to fly a helicopter with a gimbal to get a decent shot of the skyline of New York, right? It's all been equalized and that's given you like so much opportunity if you're sitting there in in like a 10,000 population town in the middle of Iowa to literally listen to multi-million dollar producers tell you exactly what they do. You know, and that's that's your opportunity to seize. You can you can seize that or you cannot, but like it's a fantastic time to be in real estate. And then that one guy from Texas, the he literally starts it off with, I live in the most like I got voted the most average town in America. <laughs> so like our average listing price is like one fifty to two hundred. And he's just like, We're just we're just average. And he's on stage telling you exactly what he does. There's probably a video of it on YouTube. You can tweet him, you can email him, you can call him, and there's probably a blog that interviewed him like on seven different YouTube And his channels, team right? did like, 420 homes last year. It's like mind blowing. And you can talk to him. It's a crazy time to be an agent. It's just like, and these guys, there are no secrets I think the anymore. biggest agent benefit we kind of heard was just connections. You're meeting people, you're absorbing their marketing tips, what works, and then you also have referral partners. So from an agent perspective, it's pretty good deal. But um, from a how-to perspective, I think you get better information on our blog. What? Shameless promo. <laughs> <laughs> one thing one thing that I'm taking away from what you said uh, earlier was, you know, this person sits there and says that, yeah, you know, it may seem like this is really difficult stuff to do, advertising on Facebook, finding the right audience, doing all this stuff. But what I'm taking away from it is just if you dumb it down, if you make it as simple as possible, it's easy and it makes the other person feel like it's easy and therefore you will have success. So that's what I'm taking away from this. And that I never... After right. failing well, a few times, failure. we've made that. <laughs> you've got to try. We've made that very clear too, right? Like for every every one or two successful advertising campaigns we've done, we've had three or four that failed miserably. A sixty nine dollar lead or sixty nine dollar click versus what six? That's a huge difference, right? You got to learn from it. But it seems like those were leads. Leads. Not I'm clicks, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um. It just seems like to me that if you dumb it down and make it simple, and I I don't want to use this word. I hate using this word, but like clickbaity almost. Chase Benny did it right. Uh, here's a squeeze page I created uh, with the top 10 Christmas lights in town. It's not even real estate related. And he had 100 leads for the month of December. That type of And thing. I wouldn't even call that clickbaity. I would yeah. call that relevant yeah. to your town, being personal, authentic. Like I'm not a dude who just sells houses. I also go right. look at Christmas lights. I have a great time in Christmas in our town. Uh, here's my family and me going to do that. It inserts like a whole slew of things that you can talk about that are non-real estate, but that also promote trust and authenticity that's it's like hence why i said i hate the word clickbaity but that's all i could come up with (laughs) Uh, what about you tyler there's got to be one that you sat in and you thought this was pretty cool ty what was the what was the one i would just i would challenge what you what you said earlier about easy because literally every example we talked about on this podcast was prefaced by saying the guy robert just talked about who lives in the average town in texas and now sells 400 homes he talked about how he almost had a like emotional mental breakdown because he worked himself to the bone and then had to find a way through tools and tactics to make it simpler and so anytime you're starting a business uh it is not right. easy you have to crawl over glass until you succeed and then you've got to figure out how to constantly make it better the the thing i'm telling you is that it's easy than ever to get the information so that you know exactly what to do. But when you're starting out, it's still going to be confusing as heck and you're probably going to fail. But you have these tools where it would have taken you like two or three times as longer because you had no idea what the path even was. Now you have these tools to tell you at least what path you should be walking on. So <laughs> I would, if you're sitting there struggling, <laughs> if, if you're sitting there struggling, like 
you you're fine, right? Just keep pushing on. It's not easy. It's not easy to sell 400 houses. This guy's up there telling you it's not. Like that's the that's the biggest takeaway from me. Anyone that's sitting there saying it's easy to generate this amount of business is not telling you what they had to do first in order to get to that point. And that was just like Frederick's talk. It's a 20-year success story. It didn't happen overnight. He wasn't like approached and they're like, hey man, like you're this cool European guy. Do you want to like host his show? Million dollar listing? He actually went out, he shot the 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 promo for that. He made a whole season by himself, took it, took it to Bravo, got rejected, and they called him three years later, like, okay, now we're ready to do the show. But like he you have to set yourself up for that success. It's not like it's not just given to you. It doesn't just fall on your lap. He was like he was on the grind in New York for so long. And um, and then it's cool to hear uh, how how fast it grew when it when it finally got traction. I think what I was trying to portray. I'm sorry. I think I might have uh, miscommunicated the the content that he's creating that he's giving individuals seems like it's making it easier for a lead or for a potential person who's buying or selling a home. He makes it as easy as possible for those individuals. That's what I was taking away from it. Not, not that I'm not, I'm not implying that you start your job when it's going to be easy. You're right. You do have to crawl over glass for it. And I agree a hundred thousand percent with that. What I'm saying is it seems like the success that these guys are having are having is be not be not that their job is easy, but they're making it easy for a potential sale making them trust them more. It's easier for those individuals to, you know, you know what I'm saying? I can't even. Yeah. It's, it's the power of the internet, right? You now have more power for cheaper to reach people and, and share your message with them. And because of that, you can cultivate leads in, right. in a better way. And then success breeds more success. Your first 10 homes that you're going to sell are going to be the hardest 10 you'll ever sell. Cause you're trying to convince them. You're trying to, you're working with nothing and trying to convince them of the world. Um, but as it, as time goes on, as you get a referral base, as uh, stuff, you can actually scale to 400 with systems. And so as it, as much as it may be a grind at first, over time, it's still going to be a grind. It's just a different grind. You're Then you're just trying to figure out how to optimize. You're trying to figure out like what activities do I actually do that lead to ROI and, and then kind of reevaluate yourself. And that was what the guy from Texas, his problem was, is that they were doing everything for so long. And then he eventually ran out of juice. It was like, you know, I got to scale this back, but I still want to grow my business. So like what am I going to build that's going to take me there? And how literally an ABC plan to, to kind of do it. And, um, and through what was, I, I wish I could remember his quote. Um, do you remember Ty? It was like through some, like it was something about simplicity and I, I forget, but it was, I, they have the slide decks up on Inman. I'm going to have to look at <laughs> it. Well, we'll comment it in the, in the comment below the podcast. So <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I think um, if you guys have anything else you want to say, I think this was a fantastic little uh, explanation as to what we felt about um, Inman. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of getting an idea of what it was like since once again I wasn't invited, and then we could <laughs> we could figure out. You know, huh. hopefully hopefully we go to the next one on the way. There's an Inman on the West Coast, correct? Yeah, San Francisco Connect. There you go. Very cool. We'll figure it out. Uh, you know. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you guys take away something from Inman. If you guys went to Inman, if any of you did go to Inman, let us know. We'd love to hear some feedback about what you thought about it as well. Um, and with that said, uh, leave us a tweet. Send us a message at supportedeasyagentpro.com um, on the Facebook Beatzilla group. Anything, and we'll be happy to answer your questions for you. 
Uh, with that said, I guess we're out of here. So for everybody, goodbye. And if you folks want to say your goodbyes, feel free to. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks Take care, everybody. See you. Thank you for listening to In The Lead. If you have enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us an honest review. For more great content, check out our blog at easyagentpro.com. And as always, we'll see you later.